When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. My guest today on Stories Connect People podcast is Omer Zur. Omer's story is amazing, and his heart and passion for others can be seen over and over in how he is dedicating his life to Paratrek's mission. As a young boy, Omer's father was constantly telling him to get out and experience nature and have adventures, and so early on, he developed a huge passion and appreciation for the outdoors and all that it could bring. The journey for Paratrek started when Omer decided he wanted his father, who has been paralyzed since his early 20s, to experience these same adventures. Omer set the plan in place. He and his father put together a list of all the things they needed in a wheelchair that would allow his father with assistance to explore the same things that those without disabilities get to experience. They took this to a design and engineering team to create the Trekker. Omer and his father set out on a 30-day excursion to Turkey to camp, hike, and experience the outdoors. Over 30 of Omer's friends joined in on the plan, and while there was some early reluctance from his father, they continued the course, and it was a life-changing experience for everyone. Omer knew this is what he was meant to do, and he started this organization to educate, create awareness, and provide experiences for those with disabilities. Hear him share all about it on Stories Connect People podcast. Hello, Omer. How are you today? Welcome to Stories Connect People podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, it is so great to have you here. And I kind of think this is like a three-part series where two parts I've already done and it's so interesting the connections that I've had that have led me to you. So first of all, I interviewed Ruth Willett from Shanga in Arusha and we had uh, gone to Tanzania and stayed at the Arusha Coffee Lodge a couple of years ago and I had just contacted um uh, Ruth through another connection and asked to interview her um, about all the great work that Shanga is doing. And we were blown away by the work that they do there. And so when I was interviewing Ruth, she talked about one of her employees, Masood, who had made the Mount Kilimanjaro climb through an organization called Friends of Access Israel. And she had introduced me and our listeners to Jamie Lassner. And so I interviewed Jamie a few weeks ago and that podcast in that podcast, he talked about 
and then kind of afterwards too about the work that you're doing with Paratrek, helping make it possible for those that are in wheelchairs or wheelchairs uh, wheelchair bound to be able to do adventures like climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro through some assistance. Um, and so he was sharing all about the great work that you're doing. And so now today, that's why I say it's kind of like a three-part series. And now today we are connected. And so I am so excited to be here with you and hear all about the work that you're doing. So again, welcome to Stories Connect People podcast. Wow. Thank you. That's a great introduction. So happy to be the, the third part. <laughs> <laughs> Saving the best for last. <laughs> um, so why don't we start by you just sharing a little bit about you and your background, um, maybe where you grew up and what your younger life was like. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I grew up in a, in a small village or a town called Roshpina in the northern part of Israel. And I have a father and mother and two sisters. And when I was younger, um, most of my life I spent outside in, the, in nature and outdoors. And this is where my parents basically told me, this is what they told me all the time, just go out, <laughs> enjoy, live your life and go out, step out of your comfort zone. And nature is the best place to do that because uh, you can predict almost uh, nothing. Um, but to, the only thing that you can do is to, to uh, decide how you're going to react to things. So they always told me, you know, try to be the best, uh, the best version of yourself. Go and hike, go and explore, go meet some people, go meet yourself and just do it as much as possible. So this is, this is my younger life, um, just walking around Israel, walking around, around trekking around the world. Um, and having uh, having fun and meet people, and that's that's pretty much. <laughs> so you took kind of the passion that you developed uh, for just adventure and everything as a um, as a younger uh, person, and you've woven that into the work that you do today. And so I'm so excited to hear more about this. So you change how people with disabilities can experience life uh, really and in, in things that they may never be able to do otherwise you make it possible through the guided tours and paratrek and so can you talk about what that is and maybe how and why it got started yes so um after i finished my service at the age of a uh, let's say 21, 22, I went and traveled around the world um, for almost three years. And during that, uh, that time, I realized that my father never got the chance like most Israelis do after they, uh, they have their uh, mandatory service in the, in the army. They go and, uh, and hike and travel around the world. My father never got the chance to do that because he, he was injured. Uh, when he was 20 years old, um, he was severely injured. When he was 20? When he was 20, 20 years old. He fell uh, uh, from a, an explosion. He fell on his, uh, on his face and broke, shattered three uh, vertebras in his neck. And since then, he's paralyzed uh, from the chest down and, and he's uh, wheelchair bound. And when I traveled, it was 35 years after that incident 
I realized that he always told me to go out and hike and trek, but he never got the chance to do that. So I told him it was in 2008, 35 years after his injury. I told him, Dad, now it's the right time. Let's go and, and trek together. And for that, we did two things. First, we decided that we're going to go for a whole month in Turkey for 509 kilometers, which I, I, I assume it's pretty much, it's something like uh, 350 miles, something like that. And we said, we're going to trek like, like I do it right now. We're going to sleep in tents and sleeping bags and on sleeping mats. And we're going to cook on bonfires and drink from wells. Um, we're going to ignore the fact that, he's, that he sits in a wheelchair. And the second thing that, uh, that my father asked, so how are we actually going to, to walk? So he said, oh, no, not a problem. I, uh, uh, I asked my friends from, uh, from my team, from my, uh, from my studies, and, uh, um, and we're got, just going to put a stretcher. You're going to lie on it, and we're going to walk in the mountains. And I didn't even finish that sentence, and he actually yelled at me, what do you think I am, a potato sack? <laughs> and... <laughs> and that and that moment was kind of a um, turning point for both of us. Um, he understood that if he if he wants to do something different than what he's done all of his life uh, in the past thirty five years, he must step out from his comfort zone, like he always tell me, uh, and he must um, um, let someone else help him which it's something that he never, never done in his life to let someone else helping him. It's, it's for him. It's like, it's, it puts him in a, in a very embarrassing place. So that, that was something that he understood that he, he'll, he'll have to, um, to, to rethink about it. And I got to, to this realization in that point that um, I, I took the person with the most, like the most abilities that I know, like, I don't know anyone who can do more than my father. The only thing he can't do is walk. And I took all his abilities and threw, threw them behind my back. And I told him, come and act like a potato sack. And I, I, I understood in that moment that, that I need to rethink about it. Like, I need to find a way. We, together, we need to find a way that he's going to be a part of it, that he's going to be active and not something that, like, me and my friends are going to do on him or for him. Like we're going to do it together. And when we understood that, um, we kind of created uh, two lists. My father created a list of everything that he wants to feel when he's going to, to be a part of this trek. Uh, we took, uh, we took a, an old wheelchair of his and his list of what he wants to feel when he sits in the wheelchair. I, I created a list of the things that I want to feel when I, I support him, and with these two lists and the old wheelchair, we went to industrial designer and um, and mechanical engineer, and we told them, please put these two lists in this chair. And we created the first version of the Trekker, our uh, all-terrain wheelchair, and that was in 2008. So, what were some of the things that were on the list? So, from like, my from your side and his side, give me give us a couple of examples. Mm. So for my father, it was first of all to be active, to be part of the part of the journey. Uh, he wants a big um, 
big uh, terrain, like all-terrain wheels, so he can pull and push and be part of it. He wants to be close to the ground. He didn't want, like, one of one of the things that he wanted to make sure that it's not going to be, we're not going to go on a, uh, ATVs, Jeeps, or, or uh, I don't know, mules or something like that. He wants to be, like, close to the ground. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to be part. He wanted to be active. He wanted to feel safe. He wanted to feel um, stable, like that, that it's going to be very uh, stable device. Uh, these are some of the things that he wanted to feel. And from on, on my side, I wanted to make sure that I can be, um, that I always be behind him, that I can support him and balance him, that I don't need to, I am going to, um, to be active. And it is a physical, um, a physical uh, uh, activity, but I don't want to feel like uh like I'm, I'm walking with, uh, with, uh, with a stretcher, but like the, fir the first example that we had. Like, I want to enjoy the trip. I want to enjoy it with my father and my friends. So this is, this is what I asked for. <laughs> and they created... So you took it to the design team or engineers, whatever. And so what happened? So they worked on it, uh, on the, the tracker, and they gave us the, the design and uh, it was ready um the well when when we got the idea when we when we on the first time that we had the idea that we're going to go for this trek we said we're going to go in six months from today we bought the the flight tickets and we said okay now it's going to happen in six months so we 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 better um do thumbs something about it so we designed the chair and it was ready two days before the flight oh well <laughs> yes. So we said, okay, we have the chair. Um, we have uh, friends that said that they are going to come with us, 34 of them. And 34 friends? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 34 Holy friends. Holy cow. That's yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, we... we... Lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the first, the first idea that I had with the stretcher, I said, I need to find at least four... Uh, crazy people that will say yes and we're going to go so i sent to 52 of my friends this email that says guys i want to use i you do i don't care about you i just want to use your young and healthy body to help my father and 52 of my friends they said yes i'm in but then when we set the dates only 34 of them could come so we had to we had to go with only 34 <laughs> i mean if you have 50 friends that you were close enough to that would go on an adventure like this. I mean, that says so much about you and about your father. That's just mind blowing. Yes. Thank you. It's uh, actually, it's all, it's all about my father. I just, uh, I just connected the people, but, uh, but my father is, um, well, you need to know him. <laughs> you need to get to know him. He's a, uh, is like a magnet. Uh, good, very, very good vibes. Maybe, maybe he could be part four of. This yeah, season. yeah. <laughs> you went. So you you got the wheelchair trekker. Yes. You got the trekker, and so start from there. What was it like? All right. So we we got the trekker and we tried it once in Israel, and then we got them on the plane to Turkey. Uh, we flew to Turkey and uh, landed over there and started our trek. As I said, 33 days. 
with 34 friends that came and left on, in a, like a, on a shifts. And what happened there, it was actually uh, what changed my life. I, during that time, when, when I came to this trek, I thought that it's going to be great. A bunch of friends coming there. My friends are going to volunteer. They're going to do something good for my father. He will feel good. They will feel good. Everybody will feel good. And that's it, pretty much. That's what, that was my state of mind when I, when I started this trek. And after the, the first day, uh, at the end of the first day, actually, it's, it's, a kind of a, it's a funny story. The end of the first day, I decided we're going to end this trip tomorrow because it was maybe it was too difficult, too hard, and we didn't, uh, we didn't uh, uh, saw it the right way. And it was because my father, as I mentioned before, he, he never let anyone help him in his life. And on that day, the first day, when he had to let go and let people help him, it just, it, it killed him. It just, the whole day we heard uh, the word no or don't. Uh, don't lift, don't pull, don't, don't push, don't bring. Uh, please do not do that. Don't help me with that. Like, no, 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 no. Because he was so embarrassed of the people who, who helped him that it just kind of, lower the the vibes and and the, the the energy for everybody and at the end of that day i said well maybe we just we aimed too high and we need to we need to let go tomorrow we'll wake up we'll go down to the beach we'll drink beer and we go back home and the next morning he told me listen uh we're not going to go back home i just had this uh this vision or uh um from 35 years ago from the hospital and the nurse over there she told me that um when when i'm embarrassed when people help me it's just it makes me a smaller person and she told me i'm going to say it in hebrew and then i'm going to translate she told me which means the embarrassment leaves and the confident um the confident feeling stays Whenever you let go of the ego, you stays with the with comfortness. So That's beautiful. So on that morning, he's like he he had this. He traveled in time, thirty five years back in time. Uh, he met that uh, that nurse. She told him that again, <laughs> and then on the next morning, uh, something just opened, opened for him and for everybody. And from that point, it was just a bunch of friends that hiking together and I, I could see the, the process that everybody is going through. The guys that came to volunteer and help, the last thing that they had is just feeling good. Yes, they felt good about themselves, but that was not important, not, not interesting. They just went through this process of getting to know themselves and another person and difficulties that they never thought that they are going to to see or to explore and the, the the thing is that they just came different people and when i saw that that my father is grow, growing bigger from this experience that my friends they're not just volunteering but also going through this process that make them bigger person and that we created this great trekker i said okay three amazing things and this is what I'm going to do in my life. So then I started a uh, paratrick. 
you found your purpose out of this trip. Exactly. <laughs> with your father, allowing him to experience the adventures that he had been wanting you to experience really your whole life. That is just, it's just beautiful to hear the, the story. So you came back and you turned this into your mission. Um, is that right? Right, exactly. And so maybe continue from there. Um, so after I started Paratrek, I understood that it's much more than just um, allowing people with disabilities go and explore nature. It's more of educational mission that I have there. It's for people with and without disabilities. Um, people with disabilities, they see themselves like my father. If they are very independent, no one will help me. And then they can't reach like higher peaks uh, if, it's, if they're emotional or physical. But when you let them the, the opportunity to let go um, and be a part of the group, they can reach much higher peaks. Uh, again, emotional and physical. But people without disabilities, they also, they see people with disabilities as, you know, don't aim too high. You are, uh, you know, say thanks for what you have and that's pretty much it. I'm talking generally here, yes. Mm -hmm. It's very, very, I'm shallowing here. <laughs> but, um, but I started to find out that, um, that what I need to do is to educate or to give the opportunity for people to educate themselves in a mixed group. Like people with and without disabilities can, can uh, together can go much, much higher. So I started working with uh, Ministry of Education to go to schools and youth movements and pre-army programs, tourists um, here in Israel and all over the world. And what I'm trying to do is to create mixed groups groups of people with and without disabilities that will, first of all, understand that the only thing that is not the same between these two, two sides of this group is the ability to walk or to see or to hear or, I don't know, emotional. But except that, they are exactly the same, equal. So I'm going to find the way to close the gap, this physical gap between them, and then we're going to um, to travel together. I saw this on your website and about you blending the groups of people with and without disabilities. And it was one of the things that was, you know, particularly moving to me about the work that you do. I mean, not only that you give people opportunities they would, you know, likely never have otherwise, but you also are helping other people to get a you know a view into their life and how so able and so you know, great that people with disability I mean they they have they have so much to offer they just maybe can't walk or he or uh, like you said um, but that doesn't make them um, any less valuable and have any less to offer, right? Exactly, exactly. The person with disability, maybe he can't walk or maybe he can't see, but he can cook for everybody. He can sing. He can. He can guide. He can do. He can do anything except, except what he can't, which is again 
walk or see or walk in in a maybe he doesn't have I don't know a balance and he needs uh, needs someone to help him to balance themselves when uh, when they go when they walk in the in a non-paved road. What have been some of the adventures that you've led um, these groups through uh, hikes and things like that? I'll I'll talk about the obvious in a in a minute in a second, but I want to I want to uh, to emphasize the non-obvious adventures or peaks. For a person with disability, go in the park, go to a, a walk in the park. It's already an adventure. Um, to go for their uh, not their uh, their their uh, regular route from uh, from their house to to their workplace or to the supermarket or something like that, it's already something different, something huge. So we don't have to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which I'm going to explain. In a, to, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Uh, but for them, it's not it's not climbing Kilimanjaro. It's just you know going outside, going to nature. And this is already, you can hear people talking about a dream come true. Uh, people who talk about um, just just not too long ago, um, I, I, uh, I walked with, with someone, um, a lady that's 16 years now, she's, uh, she sits in a wheelchair and she says, it's like a prison. And now when we just walk outside, I feel free again. So that's it. And it's not climbing the mountains. So that being said, I'm so glad that you talked about that because it is um, it's, it's not always about these grand adventures. It's about more experiencing kind of everyday things in a different way. And it's it's so great that you were doing that work and and you know where you said that the <clears throat> lady said that you know being in a wheelchair was like in a prison and you're helping you know to to break out of that and, you know, see things in a different way, completely different way. Um, yeah, the work is amazing. Right. And to hear people, to be with them on that moment, that, that's just, <laughs> this is why I keep doing what I do. Well, uh, so talk about, talk about how you've seen your work impact lives, um, you, maybe more on the, um, you know, where people have these grand dreams where they thought, you know, like climb Mount Kilimanjaro, where they, you know, would never have, um, you know, they get wheelchair bound and, and, you know, may think that they are never able to do that. And you have a, and a way for them to do it that, has them, you know, kind of equals their dreams to, you know, people that, you know, it's like on so many people's bucket list and, um, and you make it possible for, for uh, people with disabilities. And that has to be for them and for you and for the people around them experiencing that it has to be like just a feeling that's like not comparable to anything else. So I, I can, I can, Talk about the impact that we're having the, uh, on on people with our uh, on people's lives with uh, with our uh, programs um, in two maybe two different branches parallel branches. Um, one of the things that we can see after after our uh, our activities is that people people get more confidence about themselves in in social uh, gatherings or socials. Yes, pe people people with disabilities. Um, they they get to find themselves very um, um, 
alone and again in their house or in their working place isolated and they kind of lose the, the ability to to interact and when we go outside with a mixed group and people see that the interactions are good for them and healthy and no one's you know doing a favor or something like that they just understand that people actually can be interested in them and we can see that people after the activities after the the educational programs they actually become more friendly they allow themselves more they are more brave in in the sense of uh, they they go out and, and interact so this is this is one thing that we can see that uh, how, how the programs impact uh, people's lives this is on one one side and on the other side you can see that people challenge themselves more so like people have a uh, Kilimanjaro Mount Kilimanjaro in their bucket bucket lists um, when they climb the mountain, they, uh, they challenge themselves, they, uh, they, they push themselves over their, uh, like over their boundaries. And when we, when see that, that's every person, not, not, I'm not talking about people with disabilities. So now when we, when we go for this, for this, uh, for these programs of ours, of these mixed groups of people with and without disabilities, you can see both sides, they push themselves further and further. And you can see that, uh, that people later, uh, people with disabilities, they um, they challenge themselves, they push themselves, they um, they are more willing to to try new things, and and that's and that's when they when they dream higher, when they dream bigger, and they can achieve more, and uh, we could see that we could see that very clearly on the on the mountain when we climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And so what's it like climbing with a, so on, so like maybe talk through uh, the climb a little bit and, you know, what's the makeup of the group and, um, you know, how are they encouraging each other? And one of the things I loved that, that Jamie was talking about and Ruth was, was talking about, about Masood that climbed, you know, they were the people that he was climbing with, they had prepared to go, you know, thinking that because he was a little person that they, he would be much slower and they, um, and, you know, they just kind of prepared for it to be a bit of a slower track. And um, it turns out he was like blowing them away. And the, the, Jamie was saying the people that were there um, were talking about that Masood with his like energy and passion and drive and everything that he was the one that was keeping them going. And so I thought that was such a, uh, so inspiring that he had that story to share and they had that story to share about just everything he had offered them. I think that, I think that this is something that happens in a, in a, in a mixed group. Um, you can see that in every, in every group that we, that we work with and especially on Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes. People without disabilities, they, uh, they tend to see the, person with disability as the weak uh, weak link and he will be the one that will slow them down um, but then that's only at the beginning then they get to know them and they see that really things are not as they seem on the first hand and when we started climbing Mount Kilimanjaro um, 
the the rest that we had four trackers we had four people with paraplegia and uh, they sat in in the trackers and the rest of the group um thought that it's going to take longer and it's going to be much harder with them and eventually you could see that every time every night we got to the camp we got to the huts and it was cold and dinner was late being late and um i don't know there wasn't uh toilets or something like that and and the group was uh, was kind of i don't know down or disappointed or something like that you could see the the guys uh in the in the trekkers they were happy they were smiling the whole time they were cheering they were positive and it just you know showed everybody well we're doing here something much bigger than ourselves and the vibes the energy just went rose and became like much much more <laughs> um good <laughs> good energy and that that's because because of this interaction with the people with disabilities that went there and show that it's all good you know it's challenging yes it's cold yes it's it's not like a uh, stroll in the park yes it's not but be happy for what you have and that what led everybody to just good vibes great humor laughs and you know having fun on the mountain so do you have any stories that you can share more specifically about the Mount Kilimanjaro trek? Well, climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro was was something something mind-blowing in many many aspects and see the sunrise from from the from the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro after a very emotional Saturday um all together it was something that I will never forget in my life. But one thing that I that I do want to mention, and it's even more important for me, after I saw everybody glowing on the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro, there is one thing that I want to, that was much, much more powerful for me. And that was on our last, uh, last evening, we had this, uh, we had this dinner, and we had with us one guy, his name is Arnold, and he's a Tanzanian guy, 44 years old, have three children. And at the age of 16, um, he got this kind of um, certain disease that made him uh, that ha have uh, paraplegia. He can't walk. And his whole family and his whole village, they, they walk every... He lives right below the mountain, right below Kilimanjaro. And his whole family and his children and, and everybody, they work on the mountain, they live on the mountain, and he, he never got the chance to climb. And he joined us on this, on this journey. And he doesn't speak a word in English. And he went with us this whole journey, and he climbed the mountain, and he reached the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, this Tanzanian guy that never had the chance to go there. And when we went down on our, um, when right before we, we, uh, we said goodbye, he, he started talking and he spoke and someone translated him. And one sentence that stayed with me from that moment and will probably forever will stay with me. He said, now I finally feel like human again. And that is just something that <laughs> I didn't expect. And the, 
the fact that we were able to give him that feeling. It was Phaser, it was Jamie, it was the whole group, it was Paratrek with the Trekkers and all of us together. And when he said that with a group of people that he didn't understand a word of what they say and we didn't understand a word of what he said and still he came and said that, I feel like human again, that's that what stayed with me. And that was, was something I'll cherish and take with me forever. I mean, it's just so moving to hear you talk about that and to hear how you, I mean, you changed his life forever, giving him that experience and helping him feel alive again. Like that has to be so incredible. Exactly. I'm super happy that I have those, uh, these experiences that I uh, that I I live my dream. Well, you are making it possible for so many others, and so it's. I mean, it's so it gives you so much joy, but it also you are bringing so much joy to the lives of others. And um, your work is your work is just critical. It's critical. It's uh, critically important. Eva, that was just incredible to experience that and, and just see it unfold. Well, how do people get connected with your work? And, um, you know, are you regionally based? Are you um, like, how, how broad is the, um, I guess, the adventures that you uh, that you take groups on? So, um that's a great question. <laughs> um, we we have um, three parts of our uh, of our mission. The first one is that we are developing and selling the trekkers, the all-terrain wheelchairs. Our trekkers, we're selling them all over the world for people. If it's privates or organizations, um, uh, tour providers national parks, youth movements, educational programs, so they can, they can um, be the owner of the trekker and have, themselves, have, have it for themselves and do their own uh, activities. The second thing is that we guide, uh, we guide those who, who buy the trekkers and we help them create these programs that will fit their purposes and their um, their um, missions. And the third thing is our service. If someone wants our service in Israel or all over the world, uh, this is when we get into a deeper process of getting to know um, the person, the, orga the organizations, the, the goals, the targets, and we create um, the, right, uh, the right package for them. And if someone wants to, to reach us so they can do it on our website, um, paratrek.org.org. Um, you can reach us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, or email omer, O-M-E-R, at paratrek.org. And this is how you reach us. And I will include all of that in our show notes as well. Well, um, Omer, what's next for you and uh, Paratrek? So we um, we have we have our uh, 
our dreams. And first of all, if, if I'm talking about the tracks that we are, uh, we are, we're dreaming of, um, we're going to explore again, we're going to go back to Kilimanjaro, but, um, around Mont Blanc and Camino de Santiago and uh, Toas del Paina in South America. We have our, uh, our dreams to reach those, uh, those destinations. Uh, 2020 was supposed to be the year that we, we, we wanted to go and explore. Uh, hopefully it will, it will happen this year. And I'll think, and I say, think that uh, my biggest dream right now is to have this connections around the world with organizations and with national parks that will purchase the, the trekkers and put them at the interest to every national park, to every, um, to every, uh, in every educational program. So people with disabilities will be able to, to go and explore and enjoy the great outdoors. And if we will be able to reach out and to have these connections with national parks and and all these organizations, and they will be able to put those trekkers at the entrance, and they can give this service to everyone. This will be a dream come true. That people with disabilities will be able to just decide for themselves where and when and how they want to explore the great outdoors, which is a basic right for everybody. Everybody should have this, uh, should, should fulfill this right. Well, I completely agree with that. And hearing your vision for the future and your dream for others, like just the passion that you have and the desire that you have to make this come true for you know people all over the world i mean certainly in your area but so much broader than that um it just says so much about who you are and your dedication to this and so um it's i mean the the work that you're doing is just moving and and it's absolutely fabulous mm -hmm. thank you <laughs> so omar it's been so great to have you on Stories Connect People podcast. And on your website, your tagline is where there's a will, there's a way. And I absolutely love that. And you are making dreams come true for so many people and really changing lives. I mean, bottom line, and Stories Connect People podcast is all about people, you know, spotlighting people like you who are doing things that are inspiring and uplifting and doing things to make the world a better place. And it's exactly what you're doing. And so it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Was there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? I think that uh, we covered everything where there is a will, there is a way and, you know, Make, make your dreams reality and come and hike with us. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.